This is Football 401k, broadcasting on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now your hosts, Bo Repka and RJ Choppy. Welcome to episode six of the Football 401k. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Bo Repka. Uh, I, of course, do a radio show on 105 to the Fan of Dallas. I know you're very familiar with it. I'm sure you love it. And Bo is uh, one of the uh, co-founders of the Football Glory Hole uh, podcast. Great show today. I got a great week last week, Bo. Let's let's get right to the recap here and see how we did last week. Man, twenty-two and ten overall ATS, Ooh. twelve units. <laughs> Have a week, baby. Have a week. We did. Uh, one of uh, one of our favorite uh, bets was Kentucky straight up beating Florida. Now, we had Kentucky on the spread, but people, Choppy, I don't think are giving this game enough credit. Uh, Kentucky hasn't beat Florida since 2018, and before then, they hadn't beaten them in 30 years. So if you think about what, ha- what that has to say about Florida and our numbers, that we felt that they had a good shot to go down straight up, and obviously we bet Kentucky taking the points also. But historically, this is – this is very meaningful. And, RJ, I just wanted to ask you, because you are the DFW resident expert on SEC football, and I just want to know, from your perspective, is this more damning on Dan Mullen's rebuild at Florida, or does it make you feel more optimistic about what Mark is doing uh, in Kentucky? I think this generally, generally, I'll say this. I, I, easy answer is both, right? Mark Stoops doing a fine job. You know, he's got them. They're a decent football team. Decent. You know, they turned into a respectable program. When I was in college, Kentucky was, you know, they had one year or a couple years. They had Tim Couch. Cool. Uh, for the most part, they were they were nothing. Um, but this speaks far more about Dan Mullen. Listen, I am of the belief that the University of Florida in the University of Texas. Uh, and, and, you know, normally I would say USC, but I don't know anymore because their facilities have gone so downhill. But let's just say those three are without question the premier jobs in America. At the very least, Florida and Texas is. You don't have to leave your state. You don't have to get on an airplane to go find kids. And to lose to Kentucky, you know, if, if Florida is not in the national title discussion, you know, three out of five years, there's an issue. This is not, you know, even Georgia, you know, Georgia's a great job, but it ain't Florida. You know, Florida needs to be in the discussion three out of five years for the national title. Yeah, man, I lean with you on that. Uh, it's one of those plays where it comes up in the numbers and you're like, woof. I'm glad that uh, we've been doing this for a long time or else I probably wouldn't have a lot of faith in that one. But, of course we do because we know what we're doing and uh, our numbers are great. Yeah. But are. little pizza money parlay reminder last year. We told you we felt – or last week we told you we felt really good about it. We told you to bet all three of those games individually, half a unit, you would win money. Well, Choppy, Charlotte blew our – total parlay by deciding not to score in the second half not even a point and by the way choppy they dominated that game so much that they still covered even though they didn't score a point in the second half still covered the spread right that's mm-hmm. how well that game was going for us and it just fell apart but if you did listen you bet half a unit so if you're 100 if 100 dollars your unit you bet 50 bucks a game 
you won back half a unit on top of your initial wager. Not too shabby right there, Choppy, on a little pizza money parlay bet. No, not at all. That's pretty good. That's that's a good little return. Yes, sir. So now moving on to the NFL Cowboys recap. So we thought that the number was right. Uh, I still think that it, it was pretty close to right, but RJ, you were right again. You're right. You nailed it. You laid the points with Dallas. And we said it was going to be a measuring stick game. And it was in Carolina. Up short, right? Their bonded number mm-hmm. one defense uh, gave up over 200 yards rushing and went from number one DVOA down to number four. And although they do play the lowly Eagles this week, I expect that number to keep falling as the year goes on. And offensively, Choppy, we talked about it, right? Carolina was not the type of team that was going to stay with the Cowboys because you got to be able to score the ball. Not only score the ball, but you got to score the ball efficiently. And Carolina really only has one yeah. method to win, and that's establish their running game and get creative with Sam Darnold. they got to be creative with you. You saw the rushing touchdowns earlier. You saw how those things work when you're winning, right? And that's the type of quarterback that Sam Darnold is. And, again, I've said it many times. I keep saying I'm not a scout. I, I rely on PFF. I rely on, you know, all these grades and all these uh, numerics and advanced analytics going to help me out who's better than who. But here's one thing that I do take away always from an eye test perspective. It's probably the only thing I take away when it comes to a quarterback. To me, you're not a good quarterback if you can't throw the ball when everybody knows you have to throw the ball, right? When you're Sam Darnold and you're winning mm-hmm. and you don't have to throw it, you're making these rushes and you got balance off balance and this and that, yeah, he can win football games like that for sure. But then when Dallas takes over and has the big third quarter and Dak goes nuts, right, and throws three touchdowns, well, now Dallas knows Sam Darnold has to throw the ball. What happened, Right. Diggs, well, I heard uh, Sean say he didn't think Diggs played very well in the first half. Well, it's because they were off balance on defense. Then all of a sudden, Diggs knows Darnold's throwing. Guess what happens? Picks him off twice, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they know you're going to throw, a lot of quarterbacks can't do that. And a perfect example yeah. of this was game one, right, uh, Cleveland versus Kansas City. The whole game, Cleveland's winning. Baker doesn't have to throw. He's throwing, right? He's doing well, but he didn't have to throw. So he can mix it up. He can use the play action, use all those kind of – tricks and weapons and gadgets that they used, all the motion and all that stuff. But then when they finally got behind, Mahomes had to throw the whole second half. And they knew he had to throw, and he still did it. Still came back, still took the lead. But then when Baker had to throw, two drives. He went three and out and threw a pick. Right? When he has to do it, can't do it. And that's the same kind of level Sam Darnold's at. And on the flip side of that, obviously Mahomes in that game. But look at Dak week one, right, versus Tampa Bay. They knew he had to throw the ball. They knew he had to throw the ball at the end of the game. What did Dak do? Threw the ball, let him right down to the field, took the lead. You know, if they're not playing Brady, they probably win that game. So if you can't throw the ball when the other team knows you have to throw the ball, if you can't be successful in those moments, Aaron Rodgers with 40 seconds left. If you can't do that, mm-hmm. to me, that's what separates, you know, that next-tier quarterback up. The next-tier quarterback up can do that when the other teams know that you're yeah. going to do that. And that's really the only eye test that I can personally rely on when it comes to quarterbacks. Man, that is a fantastic point. I love it because we were talking about this this week. And one of our, uh, one of the people on the show who, who always texts the program, you know, he even said, you know, Darnold, he, we, and we had said, but he had never been, he had never trailed all year at any point in any game. And, you know, he started to, you know, when you get quarterbacks uncomfortable is when they, you, they're going to throw and you know, they're going to throw. And they get uncomfortable. Uh, and, and, and the great quarterbacks, the Mahomeses, the Dax, the Bradys, the Rodgers, 
Um, Wilson's. Yeah, the Russell Wilson's. You know, when they're trailing, this is why, you know, you know Matt Stafford, I, I don't know. Well, look, I mean, I, I think Goff, you know, certainly is in that category with Stafford. I, I don't think Goff can play from behind. I, I think he's the kind of guy that needs to play from ahead. Uh, and he's okay playing from ahead. He's kind of shown like he can play from ahead. He's gone to the Super Bowl, but he can't play from behind. I agree. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, the recap of the Cowboys and the Carolina game. Uh, how did we do? So we said we we're four and one in the Super Contest this past week, right? Four and one Super Contest. The stinking Raiders let us down on Monday night. Uh, uh, came out flat. They came out unbelievably flat in that spot. Very but uh, we did pick against Denver. We told you Vegas was telling you to sell your Denver stock. We listened on that one. They're telling you to sell your Raiders stock too. We didn't heed our stockbrokers' advice on that one. Right? We bought one more time trying to catch that apex, and we fell a little short on that one. Uh, but our best call of the week was definitely the Jets plus the seven against the wounded Titans team. And James actually even gave them out on the Football Glory Hole podcast as the money part of the money line NFL money line dog parlay. So, RJ, uh, that was a great call, Buzz. But I want to know how you felt overall about the rookie quarterbacks, you know, going through week four. We've, we've got basically three or four of them kind of going. Uh, Fields, Lance, uh, uh, Mills uh, Lawrence, and Wilson Lawrence. and uh, Jones. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you this. I mean, you know, Zach Wilson didn't look all that bad this past week. You know, he made some pretty good throws. Um, Mac Jones. I, you know, I think if Bill Belichick wasn't a coward, Mac Jones beats Tom Brady in week <laughs> one. But Bill Belichick is a coward. You heard what? it here first. Coward. <laughs> coward. You are a coward, Bill. Fourth oh, and three. Man. How many comebacks have you seen the guy on the other side of the field make? And you wanted to give him 59 seconds to go and risk a 56-yard field goal? You're out of your dang mind, brother. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And from for that reason right there, when he make if he makes that field goal, which he dang near did, if he makes the field goal, you got a minute left and Tom has two timeouts. Yeah, and I know he I know the whole game he couldn't. Hit water if we fell out of a boat. But guess what? Now it's time to go win the game. You think Tommy's going to miss any of those throws? You know he's not. I and mean, he knows it, he's not. No. I mean, let, 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 let me ask Bill this. If Tom was your quarterback and Peyton Manning was on the other side of the field, would you have kicked the field goal? No. Hell no. You wouldn't have given the ball back to Manning. You didn't have faith in your quarterback. Well, if you don't have faith in your quarterback, why you is that, that game your roster? That's a great question. Remember that game where uh, Bill went for it? Yep. Fourth and two. He went for it on oh, like fourth his and own two. 24? Yep. Because he just refused to give the ball back to Peyton? Yeah. No. He, he was like, no, we're not. if we give the ball, if we don't keep the ball, this guy's going to beat our brain. Yeah. He's going to beat us anyway. And so under like 24, he went for it, right? Yeah. He's Game like, anyway. he's going to beat us anyway if we punt away. Yeah. So Absolutely. why don't we just give it a shot and possession's more important than time. Bill has always been ahead of the curve. He was behind it here because he was scared because he doesn't trust his quarterback, which means he needs to find a new one. The moment you don't trust your quarterback, you got to get a new one. So that's just my take. But uh, anyway, where was I? Oh, rookie quarterbacks. Um, yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson's the only one that, I mean, you know, Mac Jones looks the best. And then it's somewhere between Lawrence and Wilson, and neither one of them look very good. So not impressive showing so far uh, for, the, uh, for the old rooks, but they got some time to fix it. Uh, let's look ahead at what Vegas is saying, what the 
Pythagorean theorem. I love math. I hate math. I really do hate math. <laughs> I, but if, if there was a kid named math, I wouldn't even like the kid. I like all, I, I mean, you know, generally, I try to be nice to children. But if there was a kid named math, I would hate him. I would hate his guts. Just saying. Let's go around a bunch of the divisions coming up next on the football 401k. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Football 401k. Welcome back to the Football 401k. I am RJ Chobby from 105. Fanny is Bo Repka. Football glory hole. Uh, and we have got a little bit of a look ahead here coming up uh, at the rest of the NFL. Let's do a little bit of a division aspect from here. All right. We are going to look ahead at what the Pythagorean theorem which is basically, it's basically your point differential, right? You win, you, you outscore teams by X amount of points per game. You should win X amount of games throughout the course of the year. I think that's also A squared plus B squared equals C squared, but I'm not sure. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, all right. So, Bo, let's do it. Let's take it through uh, the various divisions on what we think should happen. All right, we'll start with the AFC North. Uh, and, Shoppy, I'm just going to ask you whether you would lay these bets or not. I'm going to get some surprising numbers here maybe to some people. Baltimore was preseason minus 225. That was a 69% probability. They're now down to plus 105. So, basically, Vegas saying is a coin flip. Here's the interesting thing, though. They're actually tied with the Bengals right now at a projected nine and a half wins. The Browns, on the other hand, on their hand were plus 550 preseason. That's a 15% probability. They're down to plus 110 and have an overall projection of 11 and a half. So you lost the value on the Browns for sure if you didn't bet them already, but they're still plus money for the team projected through the first quarter to win the division by two whole games. But here's the long shot value. Cincy plus 900 to win the division. They were plus 2,500 preseason. And again, through one quarter of their season, they're projected to win nine and a half games. 
So with Lamar being dinged up and Baker really just kind of scuffling right now to the offense, Choppy, would you take a flyer since he plus 900 to win this division? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. You have the best passing quarterback in the division. Yeah. His teammate as his wide receiver from college who evidently knows how to actually catch a football that's in the NFL that doesn't have a white stripe on it. Yeah, so, or not. Yep. I am taking Cincy plus 900. And I think that's a really good flyer, especially four games in. Long way to go, right? 17-game season. But you're not – here's the thing. If they keep doing what they're doing, you're not going to get any better value than you get right now. Right? So they're Values expected to win nine and a half games. Yes, sir. All right. So, okay. and again, week. this value is not going to get any, especially they're at home. They're catching three at home versus Green Bay. They go out there and even come close to beating Rodgers and Green Bay, who seems to have righted their ship. If they cover the three points, I think this value goes down. If they lose or not, I still think it goes down. Yeah. All right, moving on. AFC South, Tennessee minus 230 currently to win the division. That's 70% probability. However, they're only projected to win seven games through one quarter of the season. Indy is plus 230. They were plus 180 preseason. You're actually getting value here on the Colts, and they're projected to win seven games, even though they're only one and two or one and three, whatever they are, one and three which means you can get over two times your money on a flyer that Tennessee continues to have injury problems and Wentz and uh, their coach kind of figure it out there in Indy and they squeak out eight wins, which just might be enough to win this very terrible, terrible division choppy. So are you going to let, are you going to go get plus two thirty on Indy? You could donate me the money to place this bet and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I am not putting a single bit of faith in that soft trash quarterback Carson Wentz. Not Woo. a chance. You know, everyone was no matter what happens the rest of the career, Jared Goff has won the Jared or Carson sweepstakes. Dak Prescott's beat them all, oh, and yeah. he has smacked them all upside the head. Uh, but Jared Goff has won. Now, he's actually semi reliable, semi. Not even totally reliable. Semi-reliable. Carson Wentz, the only thing you can rely on Carson Wentz for is an injury. That's it. That's all you can rely on him for. I am saying not no, but heck no. The Chargers, on the other hand, plus two feet. Are you buying the Chargers plus? Plus 250? Um, 250 to win the division. No. Kansas City, I'm sorry to say. Whether I'm sorry to say it or not, they are, they're the best team in the NFL. I still think they are. Um, if I had to bet on any one team to win the Super Bowl today, I'm betting on the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to downgrade them because they lost a couple games. Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in uh, you know QBR by a wide margin. He's like second or third in adjusted net yards per attempt. He's having an amazing season. I am not going to bet on anybody but the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West. So Chargers were plus 250. What were the Chiefs? Minus, sorry, they were minus 110. I mean, that's a regular bet. That's an even money bet. Yep. 
Oh, there's no way. I mean, I basically get even money on the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's the best value you're going to get. And the Chiefs have been the favorite for the Super Bowl this entire offseason and through the first couple of weeks. They're now no longer the favorite for the Super Bowl. So that value starting to creep in there on that Super Bowl bet if you wanted to make it. Now would probably be the time to do it before they get right, especially if they go out there and beat Buffalo, who's all of a sudden, you know, the odds-on favorite and everybody's darling. So if you're going to bet that bet, you better do it before Sunday because if the Chiefs beat them, that ain't going to be there no more. All right, moving on, those NFC West. We got Arizona and the Rams are tied right now, plus 165, which means Vegas is telling you this is an absolute coin flip and they want money on both sides because they don't really have a feel for it. Where Arizona is projected now to win 12 games and the Rams are only projected to win nine and a half. So, Choppy, you're flipping a coin. Which side are you going to land on it? Wait, the Rams are only projected to win 9.5 games? Nine and a half. <laughs> oh, baby, my Jared Goff. Prediction is going to come true. He was the better <laughs> player all along. Yes. Um, who am I betting between those two? Arizona and the Rams. They're both plus 165. Man, I might actually be tempted to take a flyer on one of the other two teams because I bet you those odds are going to be really good. But if I was going to pick between these two, um, man, I might have to go with Arizona. I, I really might. I mean, you know, you're gonna, they already beat them. They've already got a game up, and we, we, we're getting the same odds, and their projected win total is, you know, 33% more? Yeah, I'll take Arizona. Yeah, it's not a bad bet there, and I remember last podcast, early we were on Arizona, and was looking really good, right? And then Kyler in the division last year, they had a pretty good shot at it. Along Kyler was the second odds-on favorite MVP at that time. So he's kind of repeating now the odds-on favorite again. So it's kind of repeating that little cycle there. So I like that bet. All right, moving on. NFC South, Tampa Bay, the heavy, heavy favorites, minus 450. Vegas telling you 82% chance they win a division. However, part of the Pythagorean theorem, they're only having winning 10 games. And New Orleans doing the exact same. So right now, Choppy, New Orleans is plus 600. Are you going to lay a hundo down on your boy Jameis to take down Suami boy at plus 600? Uh, let's see. New Orleans is a 10-win projection? Yep. They're one and three. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're – yeah, they yeah. are. They're one and three. Yeah. 10-win projection. Oh, I don't know about all that. Or are they two and two? I don't know. Seems they like they're two New and two. Right? Yeah, they, they beat, beat New England, right? Yeah, they they beat, beat New England. Yeah, New England and New Orleans. Huh. Or New England and Green Bay, right? Yeah, they won two. Okay, so it's plus six hundred for for uh for Nola. Yep. And the, the, the Bucks are what? Minus four fifty. Heavy, oh, heavy favorite. No bad. That's terrible odds. That's worth a flyer. That's I worth think a, so. that's worth a small, you know, uh quarter unit, half unit bet. I mean Tom Brady is 44 years old, yeah. right? I know he's Tom, and I love him. But at some point, anything can happen when you're 44. I mean, you know, a hemorrhoid might take him down at this point. I don't know. You I don't never know. know. Get, I don't know if you get hemorrhoids while eating kale ice cream. I don't know because I would never eat that. I'd rather take a hemorrhoid. I promise you that than eat that crap. But we're going to move on to NFC North. Green Bay <laughs> is the heavy favorite, again, at minus 450. 
but they're only projected to win nine and a half games right now. Minnesota, on the other hand, plus 550, but they are only projected to win eight. But the rest of the division is such a dumpster fire. Neither Detroit or Chicago is projected to win more than five games. Is Captain Kirk – It's it's got to be either Captain Kirk or pass here. So, would you lay down any money on plus 550 on the Vikings? Uh, you know, they've been, they've been incredibly unlucky this year. Uh, they play – they should be 4-0. They should be 4-0. At worst, 3-1. They gave up 14 points to Cleveland. They lost. What a disaster of a game. Uh, I, would, I would probably pass. I would probably pass on this one. Yeah, I tend to agree on that. The thing about teams like Minnesota, and we see it every year, it, yeah, you can say they're unlucky, and that's great, and that is true, and it helps you win money on them as far as part of the spread, but you don't get those games back, right? There's only so many games. It's not baseball. You don't get to, oh, oh well, you know, we'll catch that. All these breaks are even up. That's not how it works in football. It doesn't even right. up. No, it doesn't. If you, if you catch them, you got them all year. If you don't catch, catch them, yep. you don't got them all year. That's right. It's, it's look either the Cowboys. Year, yeah, look at the Cowboys, though. Yeah, look at the Cowboys. Like, you know, uh, you know, the turnovers they're facing. You'll never, I mean, you know, it's not going to drop. I mean, it might drop, but they've already got the numbers there. It's so, it's, they're so right. far ahead of a lot of these teams, it's not going to matter. Yeah, they're, they're on one of those rolls, man, like one of those yeah. Chicago Bears rolls, and that's very exciting uh, if you're a Cowboys fan for sure. Yep. All right, lastly but not leastly, the NFC East. Well, maybe leastly, but uh, the Cowboys, here's the thing, and the only reason I'm going over this is very surprised me. The Cowboys are only minus 250, which is a heavy favor. That's 71%, but they're not as heavy as Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And it's even more surprising because they're projected to win 10 and a half games, and all the other three teams in the division are not projected to win more than six and a half or seven. And when I went and looked at this Cowboys schedule and the look ahead on their opponents in the projection, their opponents projected winning or wins versus losses going for the rest of the season is 102 and 112. So 10 games under 500 from here on out. Green Bay has a projected opponent's record of 111 and 109, so just above 500. And I know you got home and road and matchups and all that very end uh, as far as like setting division odds, but that still does not add up to Green Bay being almost twice the favorite that Dallas is on the money line. So, Choppy, what are your thoughts about the Cowboys continuing continuing to be undervalued in Vegas, it seems? I, I, I do not know. I do not know why they're continuing to be undervalued. It has gotten to the point where it's almost silly. It's borderline silly. This is one of the best teams in the NFL uh, after four weeks, after basically a quarter of the season. Uh, Dak Prescott's one of the best quarterbacks. And they're one of the best teams. And teams are often slow to buy the outlier defense. I understand it. It was slow to people were slow to buy San Francisco, slow to buy Chicago. You know, you're slow to buy a lot of these outlier defenses. Fine. This team, though, has the offense to go with it. And, you know, if they force a turnover a night, you're screwed. A couple turnovers a night, you're screwed. Yeah, and see, that's the other thing, too, is, yeah, the Cowboys' defense was bad last year, but it wasn't any worse than Buffalo's. And now Buffalo has the number one DVOA defense, and everybody's buying that like it's scripture. And I'm like, how? Like, look at their opponents. Why, why are you buying that Buffalo has the number one defense? Which That's going to be a game this weekend, Chubb. We're probably not going to have any money on it, but because the numbers are just – they're split on it, to be honest. And – you know, but Buffalo, just like Carolina, had a, had a measuring stick game last week. 
Buffalo's going to have that this week when they go to Kansas City, and that total's 56 yeah. and a half. And I promise you, that ain't all Buffalo points that base is expected. No, that's true. That's very true. All right, there's our look ahead. The Pythagorean theorem on the division races coming up. Uh, we've got our best bets next on the football 401k. Welcome back to the football 401k. RJ Choppy from 105 to the fan. Bo Rebka football glory hole. Let's get to it. Let's get to our betting card. College football. I look, I refuse to ever bet on my team, my beloved <laughs> volunteers, because every time I bet on the Vols, I get kicked in the Vols, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but Tennessee minus 10 and a half against the Gamecocks of South Carolina. Why? Why do you do this to me, Bo? Yeah, Choppy, your balls are getting oh, – sorry, go ahead. Why do you do this to me? Why do you place – why do you tell me to place a bet on my Tennessee Volunteers when I know they're going to let me down? Yeah, well, you know what, Choppy? Your balls are actually getting undervalued here, plain and simple. They're 34th ranked on offense and EPA – but on the flip side of that, Carolina has a 56-ranked EPA offense. This spread should be about 17. We're only laying 10.5. That's almost a touchdown value or the cushion. The numbers have this game uh, ball scoring a little bit of 30-plus, over 30-plus, and South Carolina staying right around 18. This line open at 9.5. It's already been bet up to 10.5. We expect it to keep moving up, so you need to grab those volunteers now. South Carolina, last 10, 3-7 and seven ATS versus team with winning records. And one in seven ATS is the last eight as a road dog. And that was actually this year ATS went against Georgia, who only beat them by 27 because Georgia didn't have any, you know, interest in covering the 31-point spread. So I think that was the second or third game of the season. But we're going to be singing Rocky Top, baby. Let's go Vols. Woo! Go Vols. Let's go UT. Uh, okay, how about this one? UCLA minus 16 against Arizona. And an Arizona team that I'm not sure is is 16 points worse than air. They're terrible. Oh. It might be an 18-point dog to just air. <laughs> Choppy, they are terrible. They're outside of our top 100 in the power rankings. They're 121st in EPA differential in the country. UCLA, on the other hand, is top 30 in our power rankings and 56 overall in EPA differential. Arizona is 66th in EPA offense and 92nd in offensive rushing and 92nd in passing and has the 124th EPA total defense. Now, UCLA's weakness is that their defense is ranked 102nd EPA, but Arizona is so poor on offense, they're not going to be able to take advantage of it. This spread should be just north of 20. We're getting four points of value at least here, and the biggest rub in this game is the only thing that Arizona does decent on offense is run the ball where there's 66 in the country EPA there, but that is the only thing that UCLA is actually decent at on defense. They're 41st EPA defense against the run. This is strength on strength, and that should nullify any chance Arizona has of creating any sustained offense in this one. And UCLA knows, Choppy, the Pac-12 South is still open if Arizona State and Utah stumble, so they're still at max motivation coming off that loss to Arizona State last week. They're going to be max focused, and they should have every – bit of uh want to to go gain that margin on a really bad arizona team and get right again so go bruins and their sissy blue shirts yeah the sissy blue 
That's just a bit of the coach O said a couple of weeks back. Uh, we got one NFL play for you uh, this week. Uh, Houston plus nine against the Patriots. Um, this is a this is an interesting one because Davis Mills looked uh, bad, and uh, you know Mac Jones, I, I thought played halfway decent against Tampa, but that was their Super Bowls. So this is more of a letdown situation. Yeah, 100%. And it's the falling knot position, right? And we warned you about this position, but we're going to go try out there and grab this one. I know this is a nasty play, uh, but the bottom line is New England is just barely above an average team in our power rankings. And yes, Houston is almost dead last in our power rankings, but guess what, Choppy? This is exactly where we had both of these teams coming in the season, ranked per our power rankings. And before the season, New England, this was a six-point spread. It's moved three points. Now, you can say it's the drop-off from Tyrod to David, to David Mills, like you said, and that's fair and probably more than accurate, but both QBs in this game are still rookies. Neither team has any, has much in the way of weapons on offense. The total in this game, Choppy, is 39 and a half. It's freaking gross. And yes, Mills has been bad in uh, EPA plus CPOE, but he's still ahead of Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, so he hasn't been the worst. And they have just and, – and both those guys just went one football games in the NFL. So, it had to be great to win a football game in the NFL. You can be bad and still win. And Matt Jones is ranked just ahead of uh, – he's ranked ahead of uh, Mills, but just ahead of not, – it's not like he's tearing up. He's still a well below average quarterback in this league. And if you flip this game around to New England, it would be New England minus 13 – well, the Texans opened up at 16.5 versus Buffalo in Buffalo. That would put 3.5 points between New England and Buffalo. Right now, those teams are five points apart at a minimum. So all the value here is on Houston. And one trend to go with this shopping, it's already 2-0 and so far this season. ATS, since 2015, teams coming off a shutout loss are 22-5-2 ATS. That's 81% cover. Wow. And that's all to do with the overreaction from the market. Plus, I think you're getting a boost here from New England's performance on national TV versus the champs where they almost took him down, right? And like you said, the McCookie monster, he looked pretty good. But that was against a banged-up Bucks defense who's 19th in overall DVOA. And even with that blowout loss last week, Houston is still ranked 17th now in DVOA. So before that, they were actually above average defense for their performance against Buffalo. This ain't the Buffalo offense walking in here. Now, I know this is a classic. Hold your nose. Just don't don't watch this game. I would never tell. I would never. I wouldn't tell my worst enemy to oh. watch this game ever in a million years. Don't even check the score. Just pass right by it, and at some point Monday, just say, "Oh yeah, we won that one. Cool." Just do it like that. You don't. You don't want any part of this game. Don't even look at the box score. Bo, I wouldn't watch this game. It was in my backyard. <laughs> like I wouldn't. This game could be taking place in my backyard. I'm not watching this game. No. Uh, let's do a little pizza money parlay. The Texas Longhorns, plus 140. The Duke Blue Devils, plus 145. And the Florida Atlantic uh, Owls, plus yeah. 165. That's a 14 and a half to one parlay. Usually a three-teamer pays about six to one. Uh, so you're getting about uh, time and a half here on your value. So there you go. There's your pizza parlay, pizza money parlay. Ten bucks will get you 145. Not a bad way to make a living. Not a bad way to make a living right there, and you might sprinkle a little bit on all three of these as well. I think we probably hit two out of three of these again this week. I'm not as confident as last week, so maybe quarter unit instead of half unit. But, you know, it's your uh, it's your pizza. You put whatever toppings you want on it, so there that's you. all I'm going to tell you. Except for pineapple. That doesn't Don't do that. Pizza. Do Don't not. Do that. No, you put pineapple to pizza, 
you and I are going to have words. All right, uh, that'll do it for episode six of the Football 401k. I'm RJ Choppy. Catch me weekdays. Uh, that's also Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan, 530 to 10 a.m. Myself and Sean Sharif, Troy Hughes. Um, you can uh, listen to the uh, listen to us on 105 through the fan. You can also uh, tech, check me out on Twitter at RJ Choppy. I keep it simple. Uh, Bo, where can we find the football glory hole? You can find us at thefootballgloryhole.com. You can find us on Twitter at FGH Vegas. And you can find our podcast, the Football Glory Hole Podcast, anywhere. And I mean anywhere. You can find podcasts. All right. For Bo, I'm RJ. Talk to you next week. Let's win some money this week, boys and girls. <laughs>